This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Welcome to Lung Talk. This afternoon we're talking with Linda Paris um, and we're going to talk about different types of lung disease and everything involved with our lungs. So there's, there's quite a variety of things and understanding exactly which one's which and what you've got. That's another thing. We'll leave Linda to discuss that one with us. Yeah, thanks, Murray. Um, actually, yeah, there's lots of different lung conditions. But actually, what I thought we might talk about today is not so much the lung conditions themselves, but how we look after ourselves when we've got a lung condition. Because even though, you know, there's many different types of lung conditions, um, but really... All the things that you can do to look after yourself are pretty similar. There's slightly different things with medications, but mostly how we look after ourselves is very similar. So I thought we'd talk about that actually today, Murray, because um, it's really important and particularly, you know, times as we're having now that are a bit unpredictable and, um, you know, we're challenged by certain things we can make sure we're looking after ourselves really well and making sure that our health is as best as it possibly can be when we've got a lung condition. So I think that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, there's lots of things we can talk about. So we're going to go through things pretty quickly. Um, but, you know, down the track, we actually may come back and address some of those other things at another episode. So I suppose the, the one of the biggest things for people with lung conditions and other health conditions is looking at um, stopping smoking. Now, we really know that um, stopping smoking has a huge um benefit for people with lung conditions not only lung conditions lots of other other health conditions as well but because you're inhaling that cigarette into your lungs you're actually um doing lots of damage to your airways and your lungs. So by stopping smoking you're stopping that damage. Now it's really important to stop whenever even if you've got really severe lung disease by stopping smoking it's hopefully stopping lots more damage. And it means that actually you can do more. And, and I think that's really important. So um, there's lots of places around that can support you to stop smoking. And um, talk to your GP, practice nurse. They're a really good guide. There's lots of other community groups that provide it. At Asthma Otago, we provide um, support around stopping smoking. And we can um, you can come to the office. You can come and see us at home. Um you know, we can see you every week or we can see, you know, talk to you really regularly if you need a bit more support. As with anything, um, some people like lots of support and some people just kind of want to go off and do things themselves. Um, and, and we can work with you around that. There's also some other different agencies as well. There's the Quit Line, which used to be called the Quit Line. And so they're a really good service that can provide tech support, phone support and online support. <clears throat> they don't do kind of the one-on-one support that we do here in Asthma Otago. There is also the Southern Stop Smoking Service, which is once again a one-on-one service that can provide um, one-on-one support. Also, um, they do groups as well on occasion. So really helpful, but really important to really think about that. It's a really, it's really hard to do, um, is stop smoking. And some people try many times, but you know, I'm always encouraging people just give it another go, um, because it makes a huge difference to your lungs. I think once you get it in your mind to do it, I think, you, you know, 
that do it is the big thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, people can say to you all the time, it's yeah. really important for your health to stop smoking, but you've got to get that sort yeah. of in your head, don't you? You do, I yeah. think to actually make that decision. Um, you know, vaping also is sort of sneaked into our world and um, once again the same with vaping and there's not so much research around as yet about what what it can do to our lungs but you know we we do know that inhaling anything that is is not air really shouldn't be inhaled so um, it's okay if you're using it to stop smoking and then stopping yourself that's the kind of the guidelines at the moment but um don't just go and pick it up and start vaping. Um, not not ideal. A lot of people think it's the end all of everything, you know, once they start vaping. But yeah, well, that's a bit I've of I've seen a... a lot of people smoking and then they've gone to vaping and they've actually cut down quite a lot on that. But then some of them have given up the vaping completely and the smoking. Yeah, well, that's what we but, hope. That's what yeah. we're really hoping. We want people to do that absolutely yeah. um, as just a tool to help stop smoking completely. But we don't want people picking it up just to, you know, it's you know, it's a bit of a image for young people, unfortunately. So I think we really have to be mindful of that. Yeah. So I suppose yeah. that's, I mean, smoking is probably the biggest thing that we can do to look after our lungs. Absolutely. Um, and as I said, it's no time... Is a, is a bad time to stop. So, you know, if you're out there, um, please consider it. There's lots of support if you need that support to help um, to help stop smoking. Um, any anything else about smoking, Murray? You have, we move on, keep moving on. Well, I was a smoker. I'll, I'll add that part. No, I, okay. I was a smoker um, before vaping even came along. But the, the thing is, um, I, I was quite a heavy smoker. But I think you got to. You know, stop and realise it, which I did, but it was probably a wee bit too late. But I still, I'm still here. Yeah, um, absolutely. It's it, and as we talked about, it's never too late because actually no. stopping smoking when you did, Murray, actually probably means you're here. Yeah, Do you know what right. I mean? Yeah. So actually, um, you know, you've probably had lots more um, good times in life. Oh yeah, because yeah. of yeah. what you've done. So you know, credit to you for that. But you can still enjoy it, you know, without without the smoke. You can still enjoy life. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. So we should probably sneak along, really. So the other things, um, it's a bit of a tie, really, for lots of lung conditions around medications. So for asthma, medications can really make a big difference to um, how we look at, you know, how we look after ourselves and using the, the inhaled steroids, which are the inhalers that reduce the inflammation in your lungs. So really important for asthma, those inhaled steroids. That's kind of what really um, keeps your asthma well. I mean, you've got other inhalers that sort of you use just as you need them. They work pretty well as well, but actually we need to remember to take those regular inhaled steroids for asthma. Now for other lung conditions, sometimes actually inhalers don't, don't, um, won't help. So for conditions like bronchiectasis, which is a condition that you produce lots of phlegm in your lungs, um, inhalers won't really help that condition. Um, antibiotics and other things really work well for that. With chronic lung disease, there's some other inhalers that perhaps work better than others. And so it's about actually talking to your GP around which inhaler's best for me. There's good guidelines out now that are around for GPs and um, other people that 
they can use to say, okay, where are we at? What what medications might work? So I suppose medications do have a really big part for some conditions, not so uh, much for other conditions. Um, the important thing is, though, with inhalers, is actually making sure you're using them correctly. Because, you know, we see lots of people and we've seen some very unusual ways of taking medications. <laughs> I do agree with that. <laughs> and so, you know, it's, it's really around, um, it's like lots of things. When yep. we learn things, we often pick up habits, don't we? You do. And sometimes do. they're not great habits. Mm-hmm. And over time, we keep learning more and more bad habits. Yeah. So actually it is really important to get it checked out. Even if you've been on them for 20 or 30 years, there's nothing wrong with asking your practice nurse or the pharmacist, hey, look, I'm not sure this is going in all right. Can you just check? The advantage these days, however, is there's lots of videos online, lots of YouTube videos of how do I use my inhaler. So let's just say, how do I use my Ventolin, let's say. Google that on YouTube, um, and there's some really good websites that show you exactly how to use them. So, you know, if you're not confident about asking someone, get online and have a wee look. So there's lots of places you can go now that can really show you how to use it. We, we do, um, mostly when I see people, I will always check their inhalers and they kind of sometimes look at me a bit strange and go, I've used this for a long time. But actually just even little changes can make a really big difference as to how that medicine's getting into your lungs. And that's where we want it to go. We want it in our lungs. We don't want it in our mouth. We don't want it in the air. We want it down into our lungs. So medications are really important. So there's inhalers. There are tablets we use. There's also now some injections for some, um, particularly for asthma. There's a couple of injections out now just for particular types of asthma. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with having a chat to your GP and saying, hey, look, oh, you know, I saw this inhaler on the TV. You know, is this, will this one work for me? Um, or, you know, it may not. So, yeah. So inhalers can be really helpful. Do we need to have a bit of a okay, break, we'll, Murray? And- we'll take a short break here. Pick up the phone, call up the line. Call up the request line. Call up the line. Call up the request Sit on the radio, tell the DJ, spin it over mix show, make a brother feel like I'm down at the disco, and we're gonna keep it going like this though, cause the DJ grabbed a record by the fistful, by the crayful, and we grateful when you hear the soft records that are tasteful, cut a selection of the records he played, to the direction of the record we swayed, and all night through the session we stay, cause you know you got me feeling, good God I be feeling, check the ceiling when I'm feeling, and I'll be feeling alright, don't stop, keep it going now, come on. This is a request, Mr. Radio Man. Just one desire from a hip hop fan. Hey, DJ. You on the line, girl. Hey, DJ. Request line, girl. girl. Play a record by my favorite band. 
turntableist, bless me on my stereo. Play my favorite song on my stereo. Like Macy Gray Roots and D'Angelo. Most definitely Nubians and Della Soul. I like them cuts with the soul and original. Never afraid to be creative on your radio. Spin my jam when I'm cruising down the barrio. Turn my audio up, create a party, yo. And get my rock, get my roll, get my hip hop on and all day, all night. Give me some inside, make me feel out of sight. Got me feeling, got me feeling, got me feeling. Oh shit, got me wanna get down all night. All night, Listening to Lung Talk presented by Asthma Otago, supporting people with asthma and breathing problems. Right, well, we've covered pretty well everything on, or as far as well, Linda could probably talk all day on, you know, on the um, <laughs> inhalers and, and <laughs> condition and that. But I think now we'll, we'll move on to exercise. Yeah, I think that's really important, Murray, because um, it is, you yeah. know, for, for some lung conditions, actually exercise makes a huge impact on, on our health and, and how we feel about things. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of exercise programs that run within the communities. And, you know, we're talking about lung disease today, really, but actually for lots of health conditions, actually for most health conditions, I'm not sure if there's any that you wouldn't use exercise to improve strength and um, quality of life with. Um, so so yeah, so it's really for breath, people that are breathless, it improves their quality of life. It can help reduce their breathlessness. It also helps them, I suppose, um, understand that they can be breathless, um, but they don't need to always stop and rest and not to be fearful of it. Because as you might appreciate, Murray, that when you get puffed, it can be quite scary. It and is, yeah. yeah, and also people will stop doing, you know, you get a bit puffed, People stop what they're doing and they say, I can't do exercise because I get so breathless. Now, what happens then is you lose that muscle strength and you get more breathless because you need more energy and more oxygen for those muscles to work and they get weaker. And so it's a bit of a downward spiral. So exercise is really important about keeping that those muscles strong. We have strong muscles. We don't need so much energy mm. to get them to work. 
so we don't get so puffed. It also means that we can do get do things for longer. So really important. So exercise classes and exercise. I mean, you don't have to come along to a class. It might be just getting out and getting into the sunshine and going for a walk. And when you're walking, make sure you walk so you do get a bit puffed. So it might be one lamp post, slow down a bit. Next lamp post, sort of, you know, swing those arms and go start so you're a bit but puffed, the next lamp post slow down again. So walking, gardening's great, it's a good activity, keeps those muscles strong. Um, if you've got a bit of a bike, get out on the bike and just watch out for the cars. But yeah, so um, yeah, but it is. So exercise is really important. And no, um, I, I yeah, do agree and, you, and you'll agree, yeah, Murray, yeah, because I know yeah. you come come along to one of our groups. Yeah. So, um, Asthma Society do run groups, and people, if you're out there and wanting to look at an option, please give us a ring because it really makes a big difference to people. It's also social, isn't it, Murray? You go is, along, yeah. you meet other yeah. people. Yeah. People that come along kind of know, oh, you know, everyone puffs and pants, and um, that's okay. And every now and again, people cough, and um, that's just part of it. And yeah, so. It's social too, isn't it? It is, yes, yes, it is, yeah. Yeah, so it's a really good thing. So exercise is really important. Um, The next things we will run through is um, there is lots of other things that can be really important for your health. Um, Eating well, so having a good diet, lots of fibre in your diet. There's more research that is coming out about the importance of having fibre in your diet. So good diet, um, not too much um, of the old alcohol. It's um, not ideal um, for lots of different things. Murray's pulling a face. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I'm not saying stop it completely, Murray. I'm just saying, look, don't um, get too carried away with it. <laughs> um, so it's, yeah, it's water camouflaged. <laughs> oh, is it okay? Right, yeah. So yeah, so making sure you're eating well is is, yeah. is important. Keeping the fluids up is, as yeah. well is, is important. Um, one of the other things that's really important is what we call having a management plan or a plan of what to do when you get unwell. So it's kind of when things start going a bit off. Maybe you're more breathless or you're coughing up phlegm or, um, you know, you just can't do what you normally can. What do I do when that happens? You know, what do I do? Um, so having a bit of a plan in your head and, and or writing it down um, of what you can do when you get unwell. So that might be starting some antibiotics and prednisone that you've got at home. Some people have them at home. It might just be looking after yourself, not rushing around, keeping up with your fluids, but if it gets any worse, then going to see the doctor. Mm. So, you know, it's about um, knowing what to do. Would you agree, Murray? I would. I'd actually um, think that if, if things change, you know, like dramatically what, what you're saying, I would actually probably call my GP first. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so go some, from there. Yeah, because something's not right. Yeah, absolutely. And so sometimes people do prefer to ring their GP or have yep. a chat to the practice nurse and say, yep. oh, gosh, look, I'm doing this and I'm I'm coughing more than usual. I'm bringing up phlegm and I can't get down to the letterbox like I used to. I mean, those are all flags that something's not right, isn't yep. it? Yep. And so, you know, you do need to get onto things reasonably quickly, more quickly for some people than others. Yep. Um, so knowing what to do gives you a wee bit of reassurance, I think, as well. Would that would that be right, Murray? Yep, would you say is. that? If all else fails, they can ring you. Yeah. Ring Linda. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not <laughs> no. on here 24-7, so you might be <laughs> no. out of luck some of the time. But, you know, I'm really yeah. happy to talk to people. If people um, 
want to talk about having a plan, actually I'm really happy to go through that with them and saying, well, okay, what what are the things you can do? It might be even just how you use some of your medications. So that's really important. Um, yeah, so talk to you once again. Talk to your GP practice nurse if you do need um a plan for when you get unwell because we all get unwell don't oh, we yeah. no yeah. one ever stays healthy for forever um, so when you get sick, sick you've got to have a plan and these days sometimes it's even more important because sometimes we can't get into our GPs like we used to mm-hmm. and or maybe it's a phone conversation with them so it's about actually providing some really good information to your GP so they can sort of really be guided and say oh no actually no maybe you do need some steroids or maybe you need some antibiotics for that yeah. um, that thing because if you, I think if you described it fairly well to the doctor they can actually um, phone through to your yeah, chemist or yeah, pharmacy. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes it's hard to do. I mean, you know, there's yep. some tests and things that we, we like to do as well. Yes. So we might yeah. need to, you know, organise that in some way. So that's really another th- important thing, having a plan of what to do when you get unwell. The other things are really important, are a nice, warm, dry home, um, because that we need to keep a warm, dry home to be well. And that's for everybody. That's not just yeah. for someone with lung disease. Um, making sure you have your vaccinations, so that's your flu vaccination, your COVID vaccinations, and there are also a pneumonia vaccination as well. So um, the pneumonia one you have to pay for, but... Um, you know, it's something to consider, particularly if you've had pneumonias in the past. The that, other, that's a pneumovax, isn't it? That's yeah, every yeah, four to five there's years. There's a couple of different ones, actually, yeah. that you can get now for pneumonia, um, yeah. but you can talk to your doctor about those. So hopefully most people have had those, the flu vax and the COVID ones, because yeah. those are the ones that are, you know, everyone's um, talking about at the Causing moment. Causing all the problems. Yeah. <laughs> the other big thing that we just touch on before we finish is it's really important to think about your mental health um, because having a chronic lung condition um, can you know make you feel a bit isolated at home and it also can sometimes make you feel a bit down so talking to your family your friends your GP if you're feeling that way is really important um, because you know there's lots that people can do to help you to, to look after your mental health which is you know I think really that, that, that's what, a biggie, that one, you know, like keeping you, yourself, you know, like yeah. talking to people about it and that. Yeah, and keeping well and keeping yeah. trying to be, you know, as happy as you can be. True. Yeah, yeah. So we've rushed through it because we really haven't had very long, but um, <laughs> we can always go back and talk about some of those other things at another time. Okay, well, thank, thanks, Linda. And um, until next month, stay safe. Asthma Otago's Asthma Centre is open from 9 till 12, Monday to Friday, offering practical advice on how to better manage your condition. Call in and visit their rooms, have a cuppa and browse through their range of resources, or just have a chat. You'll find Asthma Otago at Dunedin Community House, 283 Moray Place, and you can call them on 471 6167. Asthma Otago, supporting people with asthma and respiratory disease. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.